Hi, this is Kevin McCullough. Thanks for listening to the Christian Outlook podcast, where we cover today's issues from a perspective that honors your Christian faith. Our podcast is brought to you through a partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Here's another piece I trust you'll enjoy. Um, I was doing what I often do uh, in the morning this morning. I was listening to other talk radio. Uh, Yes, some of us do listen to other hosts that are in the business. And my colleague, Mike Gallagher, had a, um, well, it was one of those moments where I, I just think my heart stopped beating and traffic the whole world just came to a pause for um, a frozen moment. And the reason that he, that that happened, at least with me, was because of a piece of audio that he had just played from the National Public Radio that I guess aired this within the last day or so. I'm not going to play the audio for you. Um, to me, it is, it is too uh, graphic and too manipulative to be appropriate for the airwaves. But it was something that they put on their air. Uh, it was basically a reporter that was narrating um, the case for abortion and was allowed to go into a Michigan abortion clinic to um, narrate and to broadcast the effective outcome of an abortion that had been sought from someone from out of state. It was about 11 weeks into the pregnancy. Here to discuss is Charmaine Yost, uh, who is with us every Friday. And Charmaine, I, I asked you to go and listen to it, and I'm sorry that I did, but I feel like this is the kind of thing when we talk about life being on the ballot on Tuesday, this is what the left and the progressives think that they want to hear. Um, this type of narration and, and exposition of, of a woman seeking what they call reproductive health options. But it was the taking of an innocent life. And I'm curious your reaction and, and how, how you think this is going to play to the electorate at large. Well, Kevin, it is very sobering. And to me, I think one of my first reactions um, after the horror of it all is just thinking about the debate that we've had in the pro-life community for so many years over people who have argued that it was important for people to see the reality of abortion. And so it's so I haven't been one of those people, to be honest with you. Um, And so it's really interesting now for the flip side to be happening. And you have NPR, which is, you know, government funded putting this out there in one of the most graphic presentations I've ever seen or heard of an abortion. And there's, there's a point where the young woman who's going through the abortion kind of whimpers out and says, I can't, I can't. And I just, you're right. It's presented in the context and the frame around it as it's, and people commentators are talking about it being empowering and, um, they'll admit that it's sobering, but you're right. They think that this advances the argument for abortion. And, you know, they really are just coming around to where many activists on the pro-life side have been for years of saying, hey, if we're going to if we're going to do this, if we're going to make this legal, you guys need to look at it. You need to know what it is. You need to name it, claim it, take its name and and admit what it is. Yeah. And when you when you hear it and it's just very hard. It's very hard to get away from the reality. It, of it's and on. it's when I said the word manipulative, I really feel that way. But it it it, it was eye opening to me in that this is how they uh, manipulate the circumstance at the time. The the reporter talks about having soft music playing in the background and how it was very much like giving birth. Like that's a comparison that she makes in the report 
to the destroying of a, of a child inside its mother. And it just the side-by-side comparison of what they want you to feel. They want you to feel like this is a, a little, um, you know, spa experience that this woman just went in there and lit some candles and had some nice music and, you know, came out without this, you know, uh, burden that she had been burdened with this child. Uh, and you know, her, she just goes on about her life, but when you listen to it and you even, you even hear some of the expressions of the mother that, um, you know, as she's going through it and, and they're trying to tell her that she's going to be okay and she's doing fine and all the rest, but you know, you know, that in the back of her mind and in her heart, there's a question about whether or not she should be doing it. You can, you can feel it. It's palpable coming through the speakers. Well, I'm glad you make the point about the NPR reporter couching this in terms of literally saying it's like birth. And what's really, I I guess it's not subtle, but it's this moral equivalency. It's positioning it as being two sides of the same coin because they, their agenda is, as you very correctly said, to create this idea that there is such a thing as reproductive health care that includes both birth and abortion as being roughly the same, the same two sides of the same coin. And it's, it's very much what they want this listening to this to be. And, you know, I think there are, there's obviously, I very quickly found people online defending it, advancing it, celebrating it, again, calling it brave and um, that, that kind of, that kind of reaction. So different people react differently, but I think that, I do think it's important to to deal with the reality of it. And it's going to be interesting as we move into this new post-Dobbs world where we're talking about abortion at the state level, where you have more of these very, very brutal, honest conversations. Well, and I do think uh, I've been amongst those that have been numbered for a number of uh, years now that I do think that eventually when the abortion chapter is kind of finally written for America and what we've done with it. I do think that there will be a stigma attached to it, uh, not dissimilar to that of uh, smoking or uh, child molestation or other things that are just palpably, uh, you know, un- untenable. But we we have to go through some of these types of conversations to get there because there people just don't really know um, really what it is. And it, again, today, when I heard it, it made me viscerally respond. I, I felt physically ill in listening to it. And I think that, I think that, uh, honest presentation of, of what goes into it is, is sometimes uh, a, a good learning tool. Let me, let me ask you very quickly. Um, there was a survey I put out, um, that Nick found for me, uh, and it has to do with men and women, I, the, the differences in liberal women and conservative women, which has been a topic this week. Uh, this big Wall Street Journal uh, article a couple of days ago showing that suburban women are now leaning Republican by like 27 percent from where they were just two months ago. Um, but there was a there was a tweet that highlighted the difference between uh, liberal women and conservative women as it relates to infidelity. And I, I think this kind of speaks to even some of the larger issues that we're touching on here. But you made note of that on your Twitter feed. What did you find significant about it? Well, I think it's interesting from a macro perspective when you look at the fact that there really is a difference between liberal and conservative women and how they perceive infidelity in that liberal women are more accepting of it and by a very, very dramatic difference and statistically significant. So 
you know, it speaks to, I think it's important to see it not so much as the infidelity is obviously the hook that catches people's attention, but it speaks to the fact that there are very different takes and very different worldviews and competing narratives of yep. what personal relationships um, should be all about. And frankly, when you, when you kind of buy into a whole new way of looking at things, I, including this ex radical acceptance of abortion through all nine months for any reason up to the moment of birth, it's not really terribly surprising to me that there is, if you will, a kind of a trickle-down seepage of that modality into other ideas, no, including no about fidelity. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. I mean, there is a God, there is a moral standard, or there isn't, and it impacts everything or it impacts nothing. And I think that's what uh, people are finally coming to the realization on. Anyway, Charmaine Yost, always appreciate your insights. Thanks for being with us. Great to be with you, Kevin. Thanks for listening to Christian Outlook. Our program is coming to you today in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. It's America's most unique graduate leadership programs offered on Pepperdine's breathtaking campus in Malibu, California. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. If you enjoy our podcast, take a moment and tell a friend to subscribe today.